Full Auto News Podcast, here are some stories that you should know. Polar bears are typically found on the ice, not close to villages, so what happened this week in Wales is extremely rare. Two people were killed and another community member shot and killed the bear. The attack may have been related to climate change, but it's also consistent with what is expected as the Arctic continues to warm at four times the rest of the Earth. In another story, anti-abortion activists will have multiple reasons to celebrate this Friday in Washington, D.C., when the annual March for Life takes place. The march includes a rally drawing abortion opponents from across the nation, which has been held annually since 1974. This year's gathering is the first since the U.S. Supreme Court's landmark ruling last June striking down Roe v. Wade. Since then, 12 Republican-governed states have implemented sweeping bans on abortion, while several others seek to do the same. But those moves have been offset by other developments, including abortion opponents' defeats in votes on ballot measures in Kansas, Michigan, and Kentucky, as well as state courts blocking of several bans from taking effect. Meanwhile, numerous efforts are underway to help women in abortion ban states get abortions out of state or use the abortion pill for self-managed abortions. It's almost like the old wild, wild west. Everything is still shaking out, said Carol Tobias, president of the National Right to Life Committee. With numerous Democratic-governed states taking steps to protect and expand abortion access, Tobias likened the current situation to the pre-Civil War era when the recent spate of political violence in New Mexico, Michigan, and California underscores how election denialism has become deeply embedded across much of the country and is driving grievance-filled anger over the nation's politics and office holders. Over the past year, the husband of former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was seriously injured in an attack by an assailant who said he was sick of the lies coming out of Washington, D.C. Election workers were intimidated and harassed, and prosecutors won convictions in a plot to kidnap Michigan's governor. Further sign of the unrelenting threat came this week when authorities arrested a Republican candidate for the New Mexico House who had refused to accept his loss in last fall's election. Police said Solomon Pina hired four people to shoot at the homes of four Democratic lawmakers. I think we are really entering a new era where political rhetoric has gotten so heated, and people with mental health issues or extreme conspiratorial viewpoints on the world have resorted to political violence, New Mexico Attorney General Raul Torres, who took office Jan. One said in a recent interview with the Associated Press, he wants the legislature to address political violence and said he plans to. In another violent and legal story, details of an investigation into a violent pattern of behavior by Michael Haight exhibited toward his family resulted in the decision not to criminally charge him. Police records obtained by the Associated Press show that authorities were aware of previous problems in the home, but didn't elaborate during a news conference following the Jan. Four killings in the small town of Enoch. In a 2020 interview with authorities, Macy Haight, the family's eldest daughter, detailed multiple assaults, including one where she was choked by her father and very afraid that he was going to keep her from breathing and kill her. The child abuse investigation followed an odd. 27. 2020. Police call from a person who is not a family member reporting potential child abuse. Macy, then 14, told investigators that her father's violence started in 2017 and had included choking and shaking, including a recent episode in which he grabbed her by the shoulders and banged her into a wooden piece along the back of the couch. Two years later, police found eight bodies at the family's home, including Macy's. The murder-suicide rocked Enoch, an 8,000-person, southern Utah town on the outskirts of Cedar City where neighbors and members of the in other news, Vice President Kamala Harris will headline the White House's commemoration of the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, which is a bitter historical milestone for the Biden administration after the U.S. Supreme Court rolled back the national right to abortion. Harris is speaking in Florida, where Democrats have been on guard for new efforts to restrict abortion from Republican Gov. Ron DeSantis, a potential 2024 presidential candidate. The speech is a continuation of Harris' focus on reproductive rights in recent months, which has included meetings with activists, healthcare providers, and state lawmakers from around the country. 
The commemoration is also intended to be a signal that the administration isn't giving up on abortion now that the midterm election is over. In a story that we thought we were done with decades ago, the federal government is launching investigations this month into select nursing homes aimed at verifying whether patients have been properly diagnosed with the psychiatric disorder. Evidence has mounted over decades that some facilities wrongly diagnose residents with schizophrenia or administer antipsychotic drugs to sedate them, despite dangerous side effects that could include death. The government is hoping that the targeted crackdown will prevent these errors and give families peace of mind. In an unfortunate story, the six-year-old boy who allegedly shot and killed a teacher at his elementary school in Newport News, Virginia, has left many Americans scratching their heads. Why did a six-year-old with a loaded handgun bring the weapon to school, and what can be done to prevent such tragedies from happening in the future? People are grappling with deeply uncomfortable feelings. The boy's shooting has reignited the debate about gun control in the United States, but many people are struggling to find a response that feels appropriate given the child's age. Some are calling for stricter gun laws, while others are pointing to the boy's developmental stage as a reason why he couldn't have known what he was doing. There is also confusion about the implications of the shooting for the rest of the country, as it doesn't fit into any of the familiar frameworks for understanding gun violence. In other legal news, Derek Chauvin's attorney argued that legal and procedural errors deprived him of a fair trial, claiming that the pretrial publicity was more extensive than any other trial in Minnesota history, and that the judge should have moved the trial and sequestered the jury. Melman also argued that the evidence of Chauvin's guilt was captured on video for the world to see, and that a victory at appeal would be functionally meaningless, and that should be enough to make you dangerous.